0: Bill O'Reilly here, Monday, August 9th, 2021. You're listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. The Delta variant raging across the country. United Airlines mandates vaccines for all employees. Polls show 20% of Americans have ended relationships because of COVID. Democrats celebrate Barack Obama's 60th birthday. The Olympic Games end in Tokyo. Also ahead, canceling the USA. But first, the CDC now confirming more than 100,000 new cases of COVID a day, the highest number in six months, and a 900% increase from June were spots for the Delta variant, very contagious, Florida and Louisiana. Approximately 60,000 Americans now hospitalized Doctors continue to say about 95% of them are not vaccinated. United Airlines the first major transportation company to require all employees to be vaxxed. Executives instructing 67,000 workers to receive the injections no later than October 25th. Other airlines like Delta have resisted mandates, instead offering incentives to employees like Extra Vacation to get inoculated. New survey from YouGov showing a significant number of people have ended friendships because of disagreements about the vaccination. One in five Americans have severed ties. 68% say the disease has had no impact on their personal relationships. 29% say they know a family member or friend who has died from covid State Department denying early reports that John Kerry flew on a private jet to party with Barack Obama in Massachusetts. A spokesman releasing a statement after some news outlets criticized the climate czar, writing quote, Secretary Kerry lives on Martha's Vineyard. He took a ferry. He did not fly private. This is yet another example of bad reporting. I'm not a Kerry fan, but let's get it right. Okay. Olympics are over. USA taking home the most medals, including gold, earning 39, followed by China with 38 gold, Japan at 27. In total, viewership was down 51% compared to the 2016 Summer Olympics. Even better, the American athletes did not disrespect their country with just a few exceptions. In a moment, the scourge of cancel culture. Right back. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. The Doors, remember that group? Once sang, cancel my subscription to the resurrection. And if Jim Morrison were alive today, he'd probably be canceled. Most Americans are fed up with the woke mob. I firmly believe that. They understand the vicious premise of that crew the virtue signaling, the arrogant superiority, the condemnation of anyone who refuses to bow to political correctness. If you had to break down the mob's philosophy to its essence, it would be this. They think they are superior human beings, better than you and me. In reality, the woke fanatics are totalitarians. They want to hurt folks who hold opposing points of view. They support taking their jobs, humiliating them with unproven accusations, Brett Kavanaugh, even banishing human beings from society. Recently, the woke mob in San Francisco tried to cancel Abraham Lincoln's name from a school. The backlash was ferocious, so even in that shining city of woke, the totalitarians had to back down. But believe me, they have not learned their lesson. The truth is, almost any person can be grievously harmed by the cancer culture movement. We're all fallible, all sinners. And if you are a traditional public person, the woke mob may very well come for you. Here's proof. Franklin Delano Roosevelt would be canceled today because of his relationship with Lucy Mercer. America's best general in World War II, George Patton, would be banished for his overall demeanor. General Dwight Eisenhower might be court martialed today over his relationship with Kay Summersby. Don't even ask about John F. Kennedy. President Nixon was effectively canceled and deserved it. Lyndon Johnson got away with his dastardly treatment of women. In this environment, LBJ would be in solitary confinement on his Texas ranch. Ronald Reagan would have been canceled over his hijinks in Hollywood before his political career. The woke came after President Bush the Elder over affair rumors. Mr. Bush escaped, but he wouldn't today. Like JFK, don't even mention Bill Clinton. The point is, the woke mob takes no prisoners— as Andrew Cuomo is finding out. I'm certain the New York governor is shocked by his demise. He shouldn't be, he earned it. And even his phony, woke posture in the past will not save him. Like Cuomo, many of the loudest woke voices have quiet resumes that are appalling, especially in the media and in Hollywood. Summing up, we are all living in troubled times. Totalitarians are running wild in America. Senator Joseph McCarthy has finally succeeded. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve that message by writing it. For more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. And please check out my new book, Killing the Mob, a great summer read. In a moment, something you might not know. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 52 years ago this week, a self-described Messiah and his acolytes committed a series of gruesome murders in Southern California. They are called the Manson Family Murders. In early August 1969, members of Charles Manson's crew killed nine people, including pregnant actress Sharon Tate. According to the cult's ideology, the attacks were intended to spark a race war in the U.S.A ending with Charles Manson as leader of the country. How insane is this? Soon after, the maniac and his followers were caught, convicted, and sentenced to life in prison. Here's how members of the so-called Manson family received justice. Charles Manson liked to read fan mail behind bars, receiving up to 60,000 letters each year. He even charged $200 for a reply. Some idiots actually paid it. While Manson wasn't reading letters, he was plotting to escape. Prison guards caught the maniac with 150 feet of rope. He confessed his master plan after weeks in solitary confinement, saying he intended to build a hot air balloon and fly away. In November 2017, after 45 years in prison, Charles Manson died of cardiac arrest. I hope he is enjoying hell. Another killer, Susan Atkins, known as Sexy Sadie, embraced Christianity after decades behind bars. The parole board wasn't impressed. She was rejected 13 times. Atkins died in prison from a brain tumor in 2009 at age 61. Leslie Van Houten, known as Lulu, was only 19 at the time of the murders. She has been recommended for parole on five separate occasions, but ultimately denied. Patricia Krenwinkel, a.k.a. Big Patty, is California's longest-serving female prisoner. She's been denied parole 14 times. Next shot at it, 2022. And here's something else you might not know. During Manson's trial, his lawyers claimed he never actually ordered the murders. His instructions to the cult in the summer of 1969 quote if you're going to do something do it well and leave something witchy back after this I'm Mike Slater from the podcast politics by faith this is a crazy time in our country it's stressful a lot of anxiety and it's going to get worse and I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun so on this podcast we take the news of the day And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.